Let's get y'all. It's your host, your co-master ceremonies. It's me, Tommy, and... Hi, it's Jen. Welcome back. <laughs> ridiculous. Anywho, <laughs> uh, we're going to jump right into the who's in the room section. So, Ashley, welcome. Glad to have you. Uh, we're going to give the listener a chance to learn a little bit about you. So, if you can, tell us a little bit about yourself, such as where you're from, how you know Jen and I, what you do, and something the listener should know about you. Okay, so... Uh, again, I'm Ashley. I'm from New Jersey, but I've lived in Phoenix most of my life, but I would rather say I'm from New Jersey than Phoenix. <laughs> I know Tommy and Jen because they kind of run the building that I work in. I am a RCA, which stands for Residential College Ambassador at NAU, so that means that I work directly in the residence halls with students, talking, helping them with their academics, and kind of mentoring them as a peer. And something that you should know about me, hmm, I, you're very fashionable. Oh, I guess, yeah, I like fashion, and I have a really big family, I don't know, I love my family, and I love animals. What defines big? Like, I was talking one time with someone about a wedding, having large weddings, and if that's silly or not, and I counted just the people who I would have to invite where they wouldn't get offended, and it was like over 65, so that was unfortunate. (laughs) I have not counted mine, but I'm going to guess that's probably a little bit lower than that, so... (laughs) Well, we don't have an overview for this week, so sorry, listener. It looks like you're just going to have to be surprised each time we get to a new segment. No, we do have an overview. It's just I. That's all it says. (laughs) All right. So our first segment this week is the best thing I saw this week. And so this is just a segment where we introduce something that we saw this week. Um, We're all living in Flagstaff, and there's such a variety of outdoor things to do. Um, We're always interacting with the university and working within housing, and we just see a lot of stuff. Um, so Tommy, what is the best thing you saw this week? I think for me, the best thing was probably, well, it didn't happen in Flagstaff, so sorry, listener, like I said, you're going to be surprised the whole show, but mine was going to the Superstition Mountains in Phoenix, and it was pretty scenic. I enjoyed it a lot. It was still hot, so I would not recommend going down at this time of year, but I went hiking with Candace, which was pretty exciting. We explored a little bit of that area and then saw a lot of cacti i also learned this is kind of getting into the fun fact section but i learned that the average cactus weighs about two tons so specifically the saguaro cactus so just to clarify so a lot of people in phoenix have cacti insurance in case a cactus falls over your house because a cactus is not hollow in the middle as i recently learned it's kind of like wood as it gets bigger so Don't let a cactus fall on your house. Wow. Ashley? The best thing I saw this week, my roommate bought a guinea pig named Germ, but he's really, really small. I used to have them when I was little, but I don't remember them ever being as small as this little boy is. He just purrs when you pet him, and he's so little. I love it. That's so cute. 
Um, I think the best thing I saw this week, our staff ordered staff shirts, and on the back, our mascot is a giraffe, and it says Giraffe Staff 2018-2019, and the R in giraffe is capitalized, and I really love it. I'm wearing it currently. <laughs> so yeah, that's the best thing I saw this week. I know you all can't see, but the biggest smile just went on Jen's face when she talked about it, so <laughs> I can attest. Anywho, uh, we're going to jump right into the This Feels Right, or perhaps it felt right, could be in the past tense, but this is a segment where you get a chance to look back at the week and think about something that you did that either felt right at the time or was a good idea that you thought. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but I'll let Ashley go first. Okay, so something that felt right is currently going on. I'm really nervous to see if it turns out right, but it currently feels right. My boyfriend and I just bought tickets to go to Iceland over winter break. And it was really expensive, but we'll see how it goes. It was a crazy sale, and it was probably $550 for round trip to Iceland. And I've never been, and I really want to go and see the Northern Lights during winter break because it's the best time to see them. And we're going to go to the Blue Lagoon and ice caves and stuff. But we'll see because I'm also nervous that our flight will get canceled or delayed since it's January in Iceland and that I'll have spent all that money for nothing so we'll see did you buy ticket insurance yeah we bought um there's a cancellation policy but it was a super strict (laughs) (laughs) that shows how much i know (laughs) there was like we got cancellation coverage but it was i don't know It, it was really a strict policy either way basically it only covered you if you had a death or serious illness in the family and that was the coverage so they wouldn't have done that before I guess. It was really strict, but I think that it's different. If your flight gets delayed so much that you would miss your return flight, hopefully they would refund you. Oh, okay. That's why I'm nervous, because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool, though. I would like to see pictures of the Northern Lights, because that is also on my list of things to do. What about for you, Jen? What felt right? Um, It felt right to hike up Mount Eldon this weekend, um, and I was doing pretty good until I reached the top, and there's a bunch of the, what are those called? The switchbacks. Switchbacks. And it was just like a never-ending trail. Highly recommend that they put up some signs. Um, but it was really nice. I felt very accomplished at the time when I turned around to go back down. Um, and it's like probably a good precursor hike to Mount Humphreys. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So we're going to go on to our next segment. It's called I Got a Story for You. Um, so this segment is just um, designed to tell you a story that lets the listener know a little bit more about us. Um, so it can be anything embarrassing, inspirational, or recent. Um, so I can start. And our theme this week is homecoming. And is that homecoming as in like the dance or college homecoming? I don't know. There's all sorts of parts Okay, I'm going to do my... Oh, what year was that? Junior year? High school homecoming. And it's the way that I got asked to homecoming. It was really cute. So I was in marching band, and it was at a football game, and we were performing our halftime show on the field. And as we were doing, like, a drag turn, so if you were in marching band, you know what that is. You turn around to face the other side of the field. And as I turned around, the drum line stood behind us, and my friend Alex was in the drum line. And so, so I did my drag turn, and they did not turn around. Um, so he lifted up his snare drum, and on the bottom it said, Jen, homecoming? And I, like, 
stopped marching and I was like, <laughs> it was just really cute. Yeah, so that's my homecoming story. That's nice. the only time I ever got asked to homecoming though. Was this during the middle of the performance? Mm-hmm. Did the audience yeah, also get to see? Yeah, everybody on the sidelines saw it. Wow. Yeah. Was there a lot of cheering or what was the I mean, crowd I couldn't reaction? really tell because people were playing that's and fair. I was like, oh. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah. That's pretty neat. So. Yeah. Uh, my homecoming one was my sophomore year. I did ask somebody, and I was like, hey, this would be pretty neat. That's kind of the boring part of it. But the more entertaining or wild part was when we got to Red Robin. First off, I learned that not a lot of people actually go to, like, places to eat for homecoming, but they go for prom. Maybe that was just a few people I talked to in Arizona, but that was definitely not the case in Colorado. You would definitely go to homecoming and eat dinner prior to going with, like, a group of friends or whatever. So we went to Red Robin, and I had a football game earlier that day because I was on JV or whatever. Um, I did not drink any water. So in the middle of dinner, I was sitting there. I was eating my A1 peppercorn burger that I get every single time I go to Red Robin. And I took a big bite. I was enjoying it. And all of a sudden, a cramp came on. And I know this because I automatically jerked my leg up because I had a cramp on my thigh And I was like, I I don't know what to do. But in the middle of me jerking my leg up, I also ended up hitting the table enough to the point that I spilled some of the A1 peppercorn sauce onto my suit. So that was pretty uncool. The bad part was, still had a cramp that I had to walk off, and I didn't know what to do. So I used the excuse of going to the bathroom to clean my shirt, when in reality, I spent the next 20 minutes just trying to walk it off because it hurt so bad. So... That's my homecoming story. I did not dance much at that one. I'm also no longer in contact with the person I asked to go. Maybe it was too embarrassing. Maybe it was Maybelline. Who knows? But that is my homecoming story. So what about for you, Ashley? My homecomings at my high school were definitely different than what it sounds like your guys' were. We had super, super casual homecoming. You were supposed to wear jean shorts and either a black t-shirt or a white t-shirt. They would what? they would switch it every other year because the kids at my school were uh, ratchet. Like, they knew that it wasn't going to be formal event, so they kind of just told us to wear what we wanted to wear anyway. Um... I don't know. We definitely didn't ever go to dinner or anything like that. It was just prom that we had dinner beforehand. And then... I went to dinner. Homecoming. I went to dinner for homecoming, turnabout. What is turnabout? Turnabout is Sadie Hawkins, where the girl asks this guy. You had that every year. What an interesting name. Wow. But continue. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really have much to say because my homecomings weren't that great. It was always kind of just gross. And it would be really awkward because it was in the gym at school and they would just put black tarps on the floor. And it was always like black lights and just black tarps, really frat party. And then you would go outside and it was, there would be hay bales and a country band playing and water bottles, so it, every single year, I only it was so strange. So you would go do the dancing. There would be DJs and whatever inside, and then the outside part had like horseshoes and co- cornhole. It was really the weirdest. Interesting. When when you say that it would get ratchet, what does that mean? Just like. The teachers would stand along the back to chaperone. So the teachers would just stand with their arms crossed watching people grinding. And you would have... It was just really gross. So I only went two years. But from what I've heard, it's the same thing every year. (laughs) Got it. 
There was one time that, well, we still have it as far as I know. I've been removed from high school for like a good eight years at this point. But I remember that we had the glow back to school dance, which was kind of similar. Like there's all like black tarp and stuff. And then there were like, um, like the black light kind of thing. And everybody was supposed to wear neon. And that's when I first noticed that maybe people in high school dance a little bit differently than they do in middle school. But then it was such a popular dance, they decided to bring it back the next year with Glow Back to School and a sequel called We Throw the Glow. And so they had it in the spring semester. And then I, if it wasn't popular enough, they decided to add it in again for my junior year. And they had the We Throw the Glow Before You Go, which one, people love dancing at my school. I don't really know why. There is a student that actually graduated from the same school that I did that's currently here at NAU. I want to ask if that still goes on because it basically went from like people wearing all sorts of neon stuff to basically saying like, what's the least amount of neon clothing I can wear that it's still acceptable at school, but also I get to show off some skin a lot. So anyway, that's what I was thinking of when you said, this isn't exactly what I thought it would be. But moving on to, hmm, I have thoughts. Uh, And again, that's that opinion section where... Jen, Ashley, and I are going to share some share some perspective about things that we have many thoughts about. So, the title for this one is Snaps. Jen is already making a smirk, so we're going to have her kick it off with the thoughts that she has. What's up, Jen? I hate snaps. <laughs> oh, just the... <laughs> just clap. Just clap for me. Don't give me snaps. What bothers you most about snaps? Um... I think it's a little distracting, I guess. I don't know. I just, mm, it's, it can be very passive. Like, like I was saying, some people we know got in trouble for snapping during a meeting one time (laughs) because it was like, oh, you're going to snap for that? That's not something you should snap for. Or like people become very comfortable getting that snap on and then it's like you're just in a random set, like you could be in like subway and somebody will say something and you're like like i'm eavesdropping over here but i agree with it like i just think that people become too comfortable with their snaps so your preferred mode is to always have people clap no so if it's in a meeting and just a casual head nod of agreement is fine um i don't need the snap of appreciation for like for people to know that i agree with what they're saying gotcha Ashley, what are your thoughts? I don't like it either. And I also feel like you can snap and sometimes not actually make any sound on accident. So (laughs) that is just even more awkward because people will be snapping and no sound comes out. And it's like, you just look really dumb. (laughs) That's fair. I think for me, I don't know if I snap too loudly, but I can't snap quietly. So I never snap normally unless it's at Milo because that gets his attention pretty quickly. Um, have you heard of the conference snap at all? There's a conference clap, but there's also a conference snap. So whenever there's like a whole bunch of people that are about to get an award or something like that, they have you do what's called the conference snap. And so what you would basically do instead of like a round of applause or a round of snaps in this case, it's more of everybody just does one snap at a time. And so it's this one loud singular snap for each person that does it. And I've decided that is my least favorite type for several reasons. The first one is the last person always gets more credit because of the last person called, so then you can actually break out into a round of applause, but the, all the other individuals only get one snap. The other part that I dislike about it is that 
I don't, no one ever actually does it at the same time. It's always like a kind of thing. Like, it is not that hard to be on beat. Maybe you aren't in band, but that's something that really bothers me is be in sync and on tempo. All you have to do is watch. The narrator or the moderator always does it right. Um, but I also think that the clap is underrated. It's never really utilized anymore. I'm a fan of the clap. I think it should be brought back more often. I do also agree with the silent head nod. I'm also getting that currently, listener, in case you're wondering. No snaps, just some head nods. But it's nice because I think... I feel like the snap almost overshadows other people's thoughts. Where, like, someone's giving affirmation and you're like, yeah, cool, I can see around the room. But when someone starts snapping and you're like, excuse me, I still have the floor. So that's another thought I have. Jen, jumping back in. Going off of that, I've been thinking about active listening, and I don't think snapping is a respectful way of active listening because you are disrupting that person's thoughts, maybe, and also you're distracting other people from listening to that person by snapping. And people are like, what's that snap? What, what was that? Who's snapping? Who agrees? Like, you need to active listen with other forms of body language and... Um, I don't remember the word I'm looking for. Nonverbal cues. Yes. Keyword also in there is silent nonverbal. Yes. Yes. So, well, I think those are all the final thoughts. So if you have any, feel free to add to the conversation and leave them in the comments at the end. But we'll be right back. We are back. Kick it off, Jen. All right, so this section is going to be ridiculous and hilarious stories. So we work on a college campus, and every week uh, we interact with um, all sorts of situations. Sometimes it's our colleagues, sometimes it's a crisis situation, and sometimes it's just uh, other things. So yeah, these are ridiculous or hilarious stories from this week. Tommy, (laughs) do you want to start it off? Yeah, so I was just minding my own business. I got a letter in the mail that was saying, like, hey, please stop by the post office to go pick it up email just to clarify so i went over parked my car at seacrest hall and then i was walking in to go get my mail and then coming back out on my way out there was this random person that was yelling somewhere in seacrest that was like excuse me can i have your number and i was (laughs) like wow i haven't seen that youtube video in such a long time if you haven't watched it i would recommend also it's a great video if you want to ever talk about consent because it does none of that anywho um they kept cat calling me and they were like yo, you you look good in those pants. And I was like, first off, you're at least three or four floors off the ground. There's no way you can see me in my pants that well. And also, like, maybe just don't comment on my pants. Like, you could say, you look nice in the pants. I bring this up because this is the third time over, like, the last couple days or so where people have said some weird stuff to me. For example, I had a conduct meeting last week, right? And I was doing my thing. We sat down. We started to talk about the introductions. I was like, hello, my name's Tommy. I'm a residence hall director. These are the things that we're going to meet about. And they said, and I quote, the tattoos on your body look nice. And I was like, why'd you have to say it like that? All you had to do was say, I like your tattoos. Nice, simple statement. It doesn't have any conjunctions. It doesn't have any like weird thoughts where it's like body that wasn't needed. It was just weird. So anyway, I thought it was ridiculous because I feel like that we need to throw it back a little bit to talk about how to actually give somebody a compliment. That's not in my the real talk you get in the educated part. But I did find that ridiculous because I was like, nobody knows how to give me a proper compliment. All I want to say is, 
Excuse me, you look nice today. Thanks. Move on with the day. Anywho, that's what I thought was ridiculous. Ashley, a couple different things have happened to me this week that I thought were ridiculous. First, I skateboard, and I fell off my skateboard really hard the other day. Is that where your knee was all? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> in, in the dark, and it was just, there's really um, dark lights here in Flagstaff, because it's a dark sky city, so you want to see the stars. So it's really hard to do anything at night and have good vision. So I fell really hard and on my elbow, on my knee, and my board flew probably like 20 feet. And it was a pretty populated sidewalk. People were walking and nobody stopped to help. And someone sort of tapped my board back towards me. And I still had to crawl like 20 feet to go get it. And I just thought that was ridiculous. Like, help me. (laughs) And then I had a one-on-one meeting with a resident yesterday morning. And I knocked on her door and she was still in her pajamas, which was no big deal. It was it was actually 10.30, but she was still in her PJs, and the lights were off. And she was like, do you mind coming in my room to have the meeting? And I totally didn't, so I went in, and she laid back in her bed. <laughs> and her roommate was also in there in her bed, just on her phone, listening to our whole entire meeting. So I just sat on a chair next to her bed while she laid back in bed. They didn't turn any lights on. It was still dark in her room. I thought that that was weird. Did they reply to you while you were talking? Yeah. No, they were awake and we had a conversation. I just still thought that. I don't know. Did you, what did you do with your head? Were there beds like bunked or were they at the same height as the chair that you were sitting in? Her bed, she was in a bunk bed, but it was kind of lower. So she was above me just looking down at me talking to her. I picture you just like sitting in the chair with like your head lift up and saying like, so, uh, I can't see you, but how was your day going? And just it was fine, like in the background. <laughs> All right, um, my ridiculous story has to do with our community council. Um, as most of you know, well, actually, I'll start off by saying we were talking about homecoming, and for homecoming, we have to do a float. And so we were brainstorming about different ideas for our float, and there are some things like uh, we can use a trailer, we can use a car, we can just have like a wagon and things like that and somebody had the audacity to say that they wanted to use target carts as a float (laughs) and as many of you know i have very strong feelings about students taking target carts from target and bringing them onto campus and so i was as tommy can attest i slammed my hands down i said no it's not happening multiple times of slamming the hands um (laughs) So that was ridiculous. Um, I think that our students need to reevaluate their use of target cards and their dependency on target cards. Yes, apparently it's a gateway. I actually have one more that I want to jump back in with, which was Jen and I had a mediation that happened a couple of days ago. Backstory on this roommates were having some conflict. There were some extra people that were bought in for really no particular reason other than to come to the aid of one of the individuals that they were on that side with. Um, and so Jen and I had several mediations. We met with those students individually. The RAs had several mediations. And then we called them in for one final time to basically say, hey, not a problem to do a room move at this point. Like, probably going to do the best beneficial thing. And you know what was ridiculous about it? After all that time, we probably accumulated, like, a good, what would you say, Jen? Like, six and a half, seven hours of time spent trying to work this thing out. It took 14 minutes for them to say, 
you know what? I think we actually just want to live together for the rest of the semester and kind of reevaluate it. And I was like, are you kidding me? We spent how much time trying to figure this thing out and all you had to do is just talk on your own? Amazing. And also ridiculous because not that it was a waste of my time, but I'm surprised by the conclusion that they came to based off of all the resources, time and energy, and frankly, frustration of trying to get their situation to be productive. So those are just another couple things that I found ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Going into our next segment, it's called Real Talk, You're Getting Educated. Um, so sometimes it'll be about social justice or other things like that. Um, sometimes it'll be more of a fun fact. Sometimes it's just really important information that you should know. Um, so yeah, we're just going to get into that. Tommy. Fun fact, I love khakis. I don't know if a lot of people know that about me. I think they are underrated pant material. My first thought is that khakis are a lighter pant material than most other types of pants that you might wear. I like that a lot because right now in Flagstaff, it's still a little bit warm. We have to wear pants because some individuals don't believe in the professional shorts, but I digress. Um, so I like that a lot. I also like that they're a dressy enough type of material, but also they're fairly comfy to actually wear. Unlike dress pants where they're very rigid, you feel like you can't move around a lot. But I wanted to specifically talk a little bit about the khaki pant because I didn't know anything about the origin. Ashley or Jen, do you know anything about the origin of khakis? Nope. Okay, so fun fact, the khaki really didn't become popular until after World War II. And in fact, it used to be a military pant that you would use for people to be able to have the same type of uniform and it first originated uh, way back in 1846 by uh, what they called the Corps of Guides and basically that was um, some individuals that were in the British kind of controlled territories that thought it would be a good way to make sure that everybody was in their native costume which they called it uh, but there's some similar clothing that they would be able to wear throughout. There's also a lot of longevity that existed so it was a very durable type of pant. The other part that I thought was interesting is that after words like that military kind of khaki turned from being like a thicker part to what we call chino material or chino cloth um and now it's rarely ever used in uniforms so it basically became a fashion statement and a trend and nowadays people don't really wear or like utilize it for anything else other than i guess if you work at state farm um that's the only part that i know about it but i think that they should bring back the khakis more frequently because i feel like they're comfortable it's also not too rigid where you're like, man, dress pants. I can't wear anything else that's going to be comfortable for that day. So I recommend wearing khakis. Ashley? So you know how there's been the whole trend of no straws because they harm the turtles? Mm -hmm. So they don't even just harm turtles. They actually are just as harmful to dolphins and whales because they go in their blowholes and suffocate them. So, same, same. It shouldn't be, I don't know why, it's, I mean, it's sad for turtles too, but they could advertise it better if they talked about all the other animals. Also, like, really small straws for things like juice boxes. Birds will mistake them since they're so tiny and, like, usually they're clear and shiny for fish and then they eat those and choke on those. So, it's birds, dolphin whales, and turtles. Not just turtles. Um, and then also, something really weird about dolphins that makes me not like them is that they're the only other mammal other than people that have sex recreationally but they're actually really aggressive about it and often like pull down this. divers and other animals and like dolphin rape them yeah I've heard so this. like oh, scuba I've heard divers 
have turned up on shores like covered in like dolphin and dead. So they drown them. It is gross because they like are super aggressive sexually. So it'll be like a herd of ten male dolphins will come and like they'll either do it to other smaller dolphins or like other animals, but they've done it to people and people can die, so Yikes. Dolphins are too smart. They are. Too smart. Have you seen that movie Deep Blue Sea at all? I know that's about sharks and not yeah, dolphins, yeah. but is that has is that has... Who's the main character? I don't know, but Samuel L. Jackson yes, is that's in it. <laughs> that's what you're gonna <laughs> yes. say. So, but in that movie, they basically like genetically enhance sharks because they're trying to find the cure for Alzheimer's. Don't worry, not giving too much of a spoiler alert. They talk about it in the first ten minutes. You welcome, listener. Anywho, um, there's some complications to when they try to genetically enhance it, but it makes me think of the dolphins in that way. So, uh, I did not have a chance to talk to my mom this week. I was planning to call her, and then I got kind of busy, so sorry, Mother Teresa. I don't have anything this week about that. All right, we're moving right along. Yep, we're going there. Uh, And that's that segment that's kind of rotating. It doesn't always appear often, but for those that know me, my background is in public administration. That's what I have my master's in. Uh, Fun fact that I also want to debunk. I know you already said you're getting educated, but I'm going to do it again. (laughs) So uh, political science is the study of how policies work. I want to clarify that because when we often talk about (laughs) politics, the thing that comes to mind is automatic, like Republican or Democrat, which, yes, those are parties that have certain policy alignments, but it's actually about what policies exist, how do those policies play out in practice. And so I'm going to catch you up on some current events that are happening if you haven't paid attention to those, and that's the role of professional athletes. So I would say in current events and things that are going on, there's a lot of stuff happening in the professional athletes world. So if you didn't watch the women's tennis final between uh, two individuals that were highly qualified to be there, you missed out. It was really cool to watch. Uh, but I think it also highlighted some sexism that still exists within our world. Um, and more importantly, how there's certain policies that might inhibit or uh, encourage certain things to be able to happen. Uh, also talking a little bit about what's going on with Nike's campaign and kind of the just do it and be brave, be bold segment, as well as LeBron James and the at-risk and low-income school that he recently started started called I Promise. And so uh, to catch you up on it real quick, we'll make sure to go through all of those and then have a little bit of thoughts and things like that from the panel that's here today. So the first one, is what really went down at the U.S. Open. And so, um, like I said, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, you missed out. There was two very historic things that were going on. So the first one was that... um, uh, I just forgot the name of the individual. Naomi Osaka is the first woman to be a Japanese player uh, that has made it to the Grand Slam tournament. And also, spoiler alert won the Grand Slam. So she is the first Japanese player in history, male or female, to be able to do so. So shout out to you, Naomi. That is a huge accomplishment. Uh, But the other historic part was that Serena Williams was aiming for her 24th Grand Slam tournament win, which is a number that would tie the all-time record for most Grand Slam singles tournament wins in history. So 
Um, basically what happened during that match. So Serena was losing. She lost the first set um, and she went down. And then the second set, she was also down um, in the first like match, basically. And then she started to go up and she was winning by a little bit. And then she did some things that kind of started to unravel. So for those that aren't maybe familiar with the Tennis Federation, basically the way it works is that at any point in time, you cannot talk to your coach during the match. That is something that is really important. If you do not, there are some standardized penalties that automatically occur. The first one being a warning. The second one is when um, you are basically receive a point penalty, and the third one is when you receive a game penalty. And so um, the umpire or the official thought that Serena was communicating with their coach and saying, this is how to kind of combat and start getting into. So she was a f- issued a warning. She felt like that was unfair. Several plays later, she got behind, um, and she slammed her racket onto the ground, kind of broke the racket. And so she received a point penalty for that. And that is where she said, this is unfair. I, this is a, you're a thief. Like, you stole this from me. Um, and that's when she then received a game penalty. At that point, she was already down, uh, I think she was down five to three. Um, and so she's then basically just trying to stay in the match. And so the reason I bring that up is because it's important to understand the context behind how these are made. These, there is no issue with the progression of the penalties or the sanctions that Williams received. What there is some difference is whether or not that was fair for her. So again, that kind of ties into the sexism one. And again, not trying to get into is this right or is it wrong, but to help understand the policies behind it and why it exists. And so the reason those are in play is because they're trying to make sure that it's supposed to be a gentleman's sport, quote-unquote. Also, we're going to go ahead and include ladies in there as well, being inclusive. But the reason for that is because they want to make sure that everyone is being respectful and polite in that way. And so there's no question on the policies, but that's something I want to make sure that people understand. You can still formulate your own thoughts and opinions about how that works, but that's one of the things I think is important to note. The other one is going back to Colin Kaepernick and the way that the Nike campaign is using his kind of standpoints and values to be able to sell a product. The other reason I bring that up is that, yes, Nike has basically endorsed Colin Kaepernick, which is pretty neat. Uh, They've also endorsed other people. If you haven't taken a look at the whole campaign, that's the first thing I would encourage you to do. But the second part is that I've seen a lot of people that are deciding to burn their Nike apparel or they're deciding to protest. There's actually, I think Jen was the one that told me about there's an anti-campaign basically for someone who does not support it at all. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's Just Stand. Yes, thank you. Just Stand. Uh, that kind of represents the opposing or opposite viewpoint that Colin Kaepernick has. Um, but the point being is from a policy standpoint, there is no regulation about what you can or cannot do during the national anthem. Fun fact about that. The other part about it is that at the end of the day, Nike is still a corporation. Their goal is to produce and make money. Um, and so in some ways, Colin Kaepernick is kind of what we call a token uh, in the way that we use individuals. So he is... Mm-hmm. Um, a calculated management strategy, a business strategy, if you will, where Nike knows that at this point in time, there's not enough harm that's going to come from their company 
for endorsing Colin Kaepernick. So yes, you can choose to burn your apparel if you want. At the end of the day, remember that Nike's main goal is to be able to produce money. That is the goal of a corporation. So that's the other part that I wanted to talk about from a policy standpoint. Uh, And the last one is the I Promise School, which is what LeBron James has created. And the reason I bring that one up is that anyone can actually create a school, um, albeit if you want to have it be a public school, there's a lot of other regulations that go into that. But there's no reason why you can't do so. It's what we call the American dream and being able to follow (laughs) what youth heart desires. So uh, before you start to think like, well, how come this didn't happen? Or like, this isn't fair. Or like, why doesn't he donate his money to other things? First off, if you have money to donate, you get to choose what you want to donate it to. Secondly, um, this is something that's really important to him because he grew up as an inner city kid from the town of Akron. And so he himself is actually giving back to the very cause that helped him be able to get to where he is. And so, again, from a policy standpoint, you're able to create any public school that you want as long as you meet the needs and going back to some of those standardized things that exist in testing They also exist in terms of creating a school. So those are just some things I want to point out, make sure that people are aware of. But if anyone has thoughts that they want to jump in on and kind of talk about why professional athletes may or may not have certain differing roles that people have or people see in that way or just their overall thoughts, feel free to jump into that. You might say LeBron is not hiding behind his money. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, I think it's interesting um, which athletes get heat for what they do, um, especially in football, particularly for me. Um, there have been a lot of athletes who have been accused and proven um, to beat people up, um, domestic violence, drug abuse, sexual assault, Um, animal abuse um, that are welcomed back to the sport with open arms. Um, So I think especially for Colin Kaepernick, this is very interesting to me. Um, And also reminds me of Urban Meyer, (laughs) but kind of reminding us like where our values lie and what our idea of patriotism is. Because for me, somebody who um, is somebody who... uh, participates in domestic violence or any kind of negative activity towards somebody um, is less of a patriot than somebody who would like to improve our country. Um, But I think that if somebody would stand for the flag, people would forget about negative things that they've done in the past. And I think that that is very telling of what we're showing our children to respect as well. So yeah. That moves us into our final segment of the show, which is rough translation. So every week we're going to end the show to make sure that you all have a chance to kind of see how are we feeling, what's going on through our minds, um, and also a chance to hopefully expand your own genre. Jen pointed out that there's not always a chance to see her music. However, <laughs> I will make sure that gets uploaded because unbeknownst to me, I am missing some songs in the playlist. So again, that playlist is called One-on-One-Rough-Translation. You can find it on Spotify but I make sure that Jen's songs get added to it. Speaking of which, Jen, you can go first. Okay. Um, my song this week is called High Hopes, and it's by a band called Codaline. Um, and it's just a really nice song. It's very pretty. Um, it's got good vocals. Uh, the music video is kind of cute. Um, 
that's the reason I picked it. Um, it's kind of in my head right now. I don't have any sentimental um, reason. Yeah. Gotcha. Ashley, what about for you? Um, a song I've been listening to a lot lately is called Paranoid by Emily Warren. It's not usually the style of music that I listen to, but it was on my recommended new music. I have Apple Music, and it's kind of good. I really like it. It's kind of slow and like upbeat, and it's really pretty. Wow. Mine is very different from both of yours. I've been listening to my Dangerously Aggressive playlist this week. <laughs> uh, yes, that is actually the title of it. Um, sorry, listener, you cannot get access to it. It is definitely on privacy mode. But the song that I've been listening to from it specifically that stands out is Nightmare by Vin Sevenfold. Because I think the beginning of this week, I don't know what happened, but I would say it was probably one of the more chaotic ones in terms of just trying to process through a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like, this is kind of a nightmare. I don't know what's going on with residents, but I need you to get your act together and maybe find a nonviolent way to mediate your conflicts. Because I think that was kind of the theme for Jen and I at the beginning of this week. But that's my rough translation. We're going to move into that closing part. And again, just want to give the listener a reminder that you can always tune in and share the podcast, whether that's on Facebook or if it's on another social media app. Feel free to share it with your friends, family, a stranger if you want. Um, I don't know, maybe part of Ashley's large family that she mentioned at the beginning. But either way, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on Spotify. And leave a comment, suggestions, or other thoughts too. Special shout out to Ashley for being our guest so tune in next week, and as always, make good choices. Yeah.